Hello everyone, this is Miguel with the SoCal Watch Reviews Podcast. Happy New Year. I know it's been a while. I just bought a new computer. I am super excited. We will get back on track. P. Ross uh, is, uh, you know, enjoying the weekend with his family. But today I got a special, very, very special um, uh, person on the podcast, my wife. It took three years to convince her to do any kind of collaboration with me. Actually, that's not true. Uh, she's helped me film some things behind oh, the yes. scenes, but mm-hmm. you never actually been in front of the camera, which you haven't yet, right. but at least behind the microphone. So without further ado, this is my wife, Jessica. How are you? Good. Hello, SoCal Watchers. <laughs> SoCal Watchers. So yes. we just shot a, a, a audio for one of my videos and I was laughing. I was like, what the heck? And you said something about <laughs> Justin Bieber or something? Yes, like Justin Bieber's Believers, Blake Shelton's <laughs> BSers. BSers? Yeah, I think that's what they're called. Are you called. serious? <laughs> oh my God. So yes. you mentioned something uh, as soon as we finished kind of uh, recording the video or the audio for the video that you're like, man, I should have said something oh, about yes. uh, about uh, your your fans or your supporters. And, SoCal and Watchers. SoCal Watchers. And the, and the reason why I started the channel to begin with is because I got super obsessed with watches and that's yes, all I was extremely. talking about. And, and to this day, it's been... <laughs> 24-7. Talk yeah. about watches. So you want to thank the audience? Yes, I want to thank all the SoCal watchers and Miguel's friends for, you know, listening and sharing this hobby with him because listening to (laughs) things about, I don't know, just any dumb bezels and movements and Miyota movements and automatic movements 24 7, it's like, it's too much. A lot. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But I, so I mean, thank you. <laughs> we we went through this whole collection, but I think that now that you kind of got your your feet wet a little bit uh, with doing the audio, and you're maybe not as nervous. And this is obviously a long form kind of podcast. Uh, I've always wanted to do a podcast with you, but before uh, we start with uh, maybe looking at some of the watches, I wanted to ask you something because it's super important to me. I always kind of speak in your behalf. Uh, like my wife doesn't like watches, and my wife this and my wife that, and I understand you don't like them like I like them, but you love them. But tell me how you feel about watches. Like, do you just like them aesthetically? Do they? You wear my watches sometimes. I wear them mainly because you keep like counting me about oh, using wow. them. You want to wear a watch? You want to wear a watch? Well, tell them what oh, you, you wear every day. I wear an Apple Watch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I will yep. probably get all the hate, but. It's functional. I like functionality. I know. I like to so, be able to look at my watch and be like, oh, okay, like, quick glance. And, like, I know what time it is. Counting my steps, what day it is. Like, when I'm at work, well, what day, it, what day is it today? And, like, I could just take a quick glance and, like, know what it is. Right, right. And, so, like, I feel like with, like, these type of watches, it's kind of, it takes me time to figure out the time. But I mean, to be fair, I think nowadays everybody knows that we don't buy these watches for time telling. But right? they're pretty. So, I'm not saying they're not pretty, and I like how they look. It's just functionality for right, me. Right, right. Well, also from a price perspective, we kind of talked a little bit about that again, right? But uh, in your opinion, what would you pay for a watch? The most I'll pay for a watch, probably no more than. How much did I buy your. Like three hundred and fifty bucks or something. <laughs> I would say no more than three hundred, four hundred dollars. Okay, so when you hear of me spending thousands of dollars, I on think that's crazy. 
Okay, you think it's crazy, but do you think it's stupid, or do you think like I mean, you've seen that I could flip them and and you know retain their value, some of them. And well, I don't think it's stupid necessarily. I just think it's too much for me because it's not something that, you know, it's not my hobby, my passion that I like to buy, like that I would spend so much money on. But you know, like my stuff that I like, like I'll go spend money on right but but to be fair and and it makes me feel bad because i don't think you have number one you don't have a hobby right and number two you're not obsessed with no but i mean you don't have you don't have an obsession with anything you like things but you don't have Mm -hmm. an obsession and also uh you're not very materialistic you don't like material things like a purse or shoes or like you like it but you wouldn't spend the money on that so that's why that's true i felt guilty for so many years of like spending this and spending that but but honestly it just makes me happy and i see the money kind of being secured or safe and again this is not an investment type of podcast nor am i saying buy a watch as an investment because it's stupid you should buy it because you like it and if it retains value if it makes money that's a plus right so Mm -hmm. it makes me guilty but we had an agreement basically i do my youtube channel i do photography videography for companies and pretty much any revenue that gets generated from that goes Mm -hmm. back into my watches and that's how i've been able to do it and also i get free watches right Mm -hmm. i get free product but Mm -hmm. uh without with that said, I mean, I don't know if you want to go through the collection again, if you change your mind. Uh, but basically, uh, we went through my core collection. I have probably 20, 30 watches, but we're only looking at five, which is an Omega Speedmaster 3511. This is a reverse Panda. We're looking at a Tudor Blackbeard 58, a Seiko SPB 143, Grand Seiko SBGM 221, and a Rolex Explorer 1 from 2008, reference number 114270. Um and what we did for, for the video, for my YouTube video, she actually put them in order of which one she likes most and which one she likes least. And I was extremely surprised. <laughs> so uh, you want to give them a brief of kind of what we said? Uh, we'll go in chronological order as I got them. The first one that I got was the Omega Speedmaster. Um, and this is kind of the reduced version, right? So mm-hmm. it's not the professional and it's an automatic movement. What do you think about this watch? I mean, you've already... Well... I said that I like the little dials. The sub-dials, yeah. Yeah, because they remind me of a Speedmaster. Professional. But on the side, not in the bottom of the sub-dials, right? And um, I don't like the strap because I said it was too flashy for me. I'm not a big fan of, like, chrome finishing. Well, the bracelet. Finishing. Yeah. Um, And then the black, the back, the case back, I like. When it has little the horse, yeah, logos, the logo. That's cool. Anything. That's cool. And also, this is the very first kind of luxury watch I bought. Uh, this is when our son was born, so mm-hmm. seven years ago, something like mm-hmm. that. I've had it for about that long. And then next one in the collection to mark my thousand subscribers on YouTube was the Seiko SPB one four three. And I told you that uh, I felt weird spending over a thousand dollars on this. And obviously, yes. my friend Omar, timeless sneakers and watches, kind of we talked about it. And he's like, look. You know, Seiko's moving up market, and this is a great watch, and I think it may be a collectible in the future. They still sell them, but they're retaining their value, believe Mm -hmm. it or not. And they they lost a little bit, but, um, yeah, people still like them. How do you feel about this watch? I do take it on every vacation pretty much with our family, so building a lot of memories with it. Because it's, like, water-resistant. Oh, yeah, for (laughs) sure. Uh, Water-resistant, scratch-resistant, because they put the special coating. Seiko put a special coating on it. Look. I was like, no scratches. Oh, he's showing me, like, look at how smooth it clicks. (laughs) The bezel, the (laughs) 120-click bezel is so smooth. 
Well, it is pretty smooth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's therapy for adults. But what do you think about that watch? That's one I said that reminded me of one of the Rolex watch. Submariner. Submariner, yeah. Yeah. And I do like this bracelet. I like the finish that's a lot more matted. Yeah, and me too. it's yep. not blingy. Yeah, it's not not polished finish. Right. And we'll get to that. Believe me, you guys are going to be shocked to what she has to say. But anyway. And I like the bezel. I like the clicking. The bezel action. I think action. I didn't say that in the YouTube thing, but... No, that's cool. Yeah, but... but I do like that. So, there's a huge difference between 120 clicks. It clicks 120 times versus a 60 click. It's less of a clickiness. Right. All right. No, the Seiko SPB 143, honestly, uh, one of the favorites in the collection, one that I would never get rid of, and there's just so many memories built into that watch. Uh, and then next in chronological order. I think it's funny how you memorize, like, all these serial... Reference numbers. Whatever yeah. numbers. Yeah, like, you can't remember what you did yesterday. I know, I know. <laughs> well, the thing is that I talk about them so much, and every single time I post them on Instagram... I constantly, constantly put um, uh, the the hashtag for them, you know what I mean? But yeah, I think that's why I uh, remember the uh, reference numbers because I just hear them so much constantly mm-hmm. over and over and over and over. But in chronological order, the, the next watch I brought into the collection is the Black Bay 58. And uh, this is a very special watch. I was saving for it. And uh, a buddy of mine, Omar, Timeless Sneakers and Watches, again, uh, him, P. Ross from Ross, which wrist watch love. I'm sorry, Ross. Uh, P, he's obviously a part of the podcast, and uh, David Schwartz from the David Schwartz uh, YouTube channel. We have this little chat that we have uh, been going on since the pandemic. And anyway, um, Omar was fortunate enough to buy his first uh, tutor, and he started this whole thing with hashtag Tutor Bros. And honestly, it's just like one of those things that it really influences to look at a tutor and say, well, what kind of value are you getting with tutor? And it, it is part of the Rolex family. So a very special story with this. We went to the mall just to look at it. I hadn't even seen it in the metal or in person. Mm-hmm. And I was already saving for it. But I was like, you know what? Let's just go see if they have it. Because they told me they didn't. Torno, I called them. They said mm-hmm. they didn't. We got to the mall. And sure enough, they had it in the safe. And you and I had a conversation. And keep in mind, guys, at that point, the most expensive watch in my collection was the Omega. 1300 bucks. So obviously, everybody knows what this retails for. And it's a little bit more than that. <laughs> so it was shocking to me because my wife, for the first time ever, she said, well, if you want to get it. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And she's like, exactly what I told you. I know you have some money saved, <laughs> but put the rest on, you know, on our credit card and, and we just, just get it. And I was, I was shocked. I could not believe it. I was so excited. So... This watch to me holds a very, very, very special place in my heart. And I think uh, my wife maybe saw the light that day. But anyway, <laughs> what do you think about this watch right here? Six to click bezel. That one, I like the the gold on it. Even though, like I said, and when we previously recorded, I'm not a big fan of gold, but I do like it on this watch. Uh, well, I like because it's like the black and gold. The contrast. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Now you never mentioned anything about the red on the on the bezel, and that's a throwback to a Rolex Big Crown. So back in the day, Rolex came out with the Rolex Mariner, mm-hmm. and it actually had red like that, like a little red triangle. So this is kind of like a nod to. Mm-hmm. That looks cool. I mean, I like pops of color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, I don't like the NATO strap because I don't like NATOs. Right. I took it off the bracelet. I have it on a NATO. This yeah. olive green NATO. But I really like this watch because i like the the color contrast or the colors yeah 
No, that's a great watch. What it, when you think from the things I've told you about Rolex and Tudor, do you see Tudor as like an inferior product or cheaper? I mean, based on quality, I mean, look at them. You're looking at a, a Tudor and a Rolex in front of you. Do they look, does it look cheaper? Does it look less than? No. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but everybody's heard of Rolex, so it's kind of like. No, I get Rolex it. Rolex is always like. Yeah. You know, no, I get it. Number one. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. But, uh, all right, well, next into the collection, uh, the Grand Seiko came in. Grand Seiko SBGM 221. I actually did not like the dial on this, on this watch at first because it's that ivory kind of color dial. But it really kind of cemented itself into my heart and my collection. And there's something about that blued GMT hand that's so beautiful. And I... I personally love the Suratsu that Grand Seiko does. It's incredible, especially for the price. But what do you think about this watch? I personally don't like the Suratsu <laughs> polish. <laughs> oh, I don't, my God. I don't like the bezel. I think it's too shiny. But I do like that it looks vintage And I like the blue hand. Yeah, the blue hand. And the case back. It's a see-through case back. The case back, back is nice. Um, and the strap doesn't matter because, I mean, I'm always changing straps. That's not the strap it came on but uh but yeah i mean if now let me get your take on this you know what seiko is it's an automatic movement. yeah it i is don't an automatic i movement. don't like that feeling of the rotor yeah you don't like the rotor feeling well they're all automatic basically oh. but anyway let me ask your perspective as a non-watch person oh, when, and i don't like the strap <laughs> i know i don't <laughs> so oh. when you see my seiko right next to grand seiko and grand seiko says seiko on the dial does that, in your opinion, make it inferior because it's a Seiko? Or do you kind of recognize that it's a completely different kind of company and they do higher level stuff? Mm, they look kind of... Oh, this one's actually heavy. Well, yeah, but these are... I'm, I'm just talking from a perspective mm. of... These are just one of the models of each brand. Obviously, they have a lot of different models, but... If you knew nothing about watches and I told you this, this one costs a thousand and that one costs like four thousand something dollars. And you're like, wait, but they both say Seiko on the dial. One mm -hmm. just says grand. Like, would you believe that one is much more? And would you be why? Would you Not really. think why? Or, no. or can you tell that it's different? No, kind of looks, I mean, aside from it being like more shiny and chrome-like. Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, I would think it's the same. All right. Got it. All right. Well, last into the collection. This one came into the collection a few months ago, the Rolex Explorer 1. This is a 2008 reference. Um, obviously, Rolex being Rolex. This is my very first Rolex. Um, what do you think about that? I like the simplicity of this watch. I like the black um, dial. dial. Yeah. And I like the Mercedes hand. I just like how it looks elegant. Simple. Yet tooly because look at the bracelet, it's not shiny. Right? So it's a tool watch in essence, right? Um, it's not blingy. And like I, I told you before, this is uh one of the Rolexes that the one of the, the watches that they make that is kind of understated, right? Because it's mm -hmm. a mariner, you could see it, a day date, a date just, all those blingy gold, you know, Steven and stainless steel are very blingy. Mm -hmm. But this is one of those watches is just understated. Like if you know, you know what it is right um but overall i mean do you like it do you not like it yeah i do i like it's simple looks fancy 
Okay. So I asked you to rate the collection from your favorite to the least favorite. And uh, you already obviously arranged them. So why don't you tell everybody what you picked first and then what was your last pick? So what is the first watch <laughs> well, that you picked? first one is the Tudor. The second one is the Omega. Speedmaster. Speedmaster. <laughs> Reverse Panda. And then the third one is the Rolex. Fourth Seiko. SPB 143. And then last is the Grand Seiko. Yep, she picked Grand Seiko last. That's the, the <laughs> least favorite in my collection. Wow. Now, obviously, I'm not getting into the other watches in the collection because there are some that she hates with a passion. And we won't talk about those because oh, yeah. I don't want to hurt the company's feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually right in front of us because I was shooting a little thing for it. But anyway, I mean, overall, what do you think about watch collecting as a whole really think about it now people collect different things people collect inexpensive watches people mm -hmm. collect things like me where it's expensive but it's not crazy and then I there's people that to each their own i mean there's people that like collecting stamps there's people like collecting stickers like you just happen to like collecting watches expensive watches <laughs> so but, okay, so let me ask you, how do you feel about me collecting watches? Because when we were dating, I remember I went through phases that, oh, I like doing this, or I like that, or I like this. And oh, yeah. it was just like, I will buy everything, right? Like, oh, let's play, I don't know, tennis or whatever it is. <laughs> that was and both of us, though, because we would buy, like, Everything go all shoes, out, go all tennis, out, right? Like... Right. So when I told you, oh, I really like watches and I wanted to get into it, I mean, you know I like watches for a long time, but never, like, like an like an obsession. Yeah. So, how do you feel about me being a collector and furthermore a content creator? Because mm -hmm. it's different, obviously. Um, I think. I mean, I think it's cool. You have a hobby, like keeps you entertained. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves us broke. Got it. <laughs> yeah. No vacations here, but um. She's kidding, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I think it's cool that you share your passion with other people and groups of people that like what you like. And I would say it kind of takes the heat off of me, but at the same time, I guess it doesn't because I feel like I hear about <laughs> this 24-7 <laughs> all the time. And oh, I tend to zone you out sometimes. Wow. Eh, a lot least, of times. But she's <laughs> transparent about it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's good. All right. So if you could see... In 2023, one watch from these five go, which one would it be? Mm. It had to go. You're like, I don't I don't care if it's gone. The Grand Seiko. Okay. So if you could see one watch being added to the collection in 2023, which watch? Mm. Which watch? I'm sorry. Which watch would it be? As I said in our previous recording, <laughs> <laughs> not the Patek, um, the, the Snoopy Speedmaster. I think that's my favorite watch out of all the ones that I've seen. But that's so. Just to be clear, it's the second Snoopy that came out, the all white uh, dial. She doesn't necessarily like the new one with the little mm -hmm. case back with the animated case back so much. She likes the second iteration. But right. they are thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, so that's insane. probably not having any. <laughs> okay, so what's pick number two for you to say? I would love for you to add that to the collection. Mm, well, that's the only one that I've really seen that I. That has you like. caught my attention. So the Rolex the Mariner, you know, it's my ultimate grail, yeah, which does nothing I, yeah, for I you. I, it does nothing for you. I like 
this one better than your Submariner. Or than the Submariner, because you don't have she's, one yet. She's pointing at the Explorer one. Oh, I mean, right. I agree. It's it's a beautiful watch, but something about the Submariner is just so beautiful to me. And it's played out. I know everybody has it. Uh, but it's just... I don't like the date window. So what about the no date? I showed you the no date. Does that make a difference? It looks very similar to this, except it has, like, no date. Mm. Well, it's like this one, like the Tudor Black Bay 58. Look at the symmetry. It pretty much has the same indexes, like triangles, circles, rectangles. Um, It's the same thing, pretty much. Like, that's the simplicity Mm -hmm. of it, you know? Yeah, I think I would like it better. No date? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, okay. So, we've been married for almost 10 years. August 2023 is going to be... Wow. Wow. (laughs) Did you hear the pitch in her voice? Like, oh, yes. Yes. So what would be, let's go into a little bit of relationship advice, because it's fair to say, based on the numbers and that I see on the back end, most of the people listening to the podcast are guys. Very few women listen to the podcast. So from a woman's perspective, what would you recommend uh, somebody that's into the hobby, the do's and the don'ts for being in a relationship and respecting the other person's like feelings when it comes to watches? Like, Don't hound your significant other with all the specs about watches <laughs> because it gets really annoying so i'm guilty of that <laughs> all right what's another don't what's another don't because clearly i failed very miserably um i don't know so what are some of the do's i mean how would you feel if this was my passion and i never shared anything with you i never passion. talked about it I, I never, don't mind you sharing your passion with me. I just mean like there's a limit. There's like, a limit. I'll be reading and you're like over oh, look at this watch. Look, this is like the case back. It's an automatic case back or whatever movement or a Miyota <laughs> movement. I'm like What is a your like, Miyota movement? I don't know, it just stayed in my head. <laughs> <laughs> at least elevated to like an Edda or something. But uh Miyota's not a bad movement, by the way. That's from Japan. Um so anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hopefully this is not your last time here. Next time maybe we could talk about a new release and I could get your opinion uh, because the thing about the watch people that, I, that I've that i noticed is uh, on YouTube, we all kind of, we're like sheep. So if one of the big guys says, <laughs> honestly, one of the big guys says, I, I hate this watch. Friend Brandon, I go, oh. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Anyway, so, so we'll talk about Brandon Menanzo. He now made it on Houdinki. But uh, congrats, Brandon. But uh, yeah, he, we had him on the podcast uh, early on with COVID. And I was so scared to get the shot. And uh, you could go back and listen to this episode. And I was like, you got the shot? It's like, I got the shot. I'm like a sheep. <laughs> it was just so funny. <laughs> anyway, uh, I would love to have you um, in a, uh, on an episode when uh, a new watch, hot watch releases and get your opinion because like i said some of the big youtubers when they they say oh i love this thing everybody seems like all the all the followers kind of jump on that bandwagon and go oh yeah it's cool oh it's cool but if somebody bashes this and said i don't like it they also (laughs) jump on that bandwagon oh yeah i don't like it oh yeah i don't like it it's like you gotta have your own opinion right and the best opinion is from people that don't like watches like we like watches because then you get the real perspective like yeah that is pretty ugly i don't see what the hype is all about just because it says whatever on the dial rolex patek ap whatever but anyway i hope you had a lot of like not like watches i could admire their beauty (laughs) and just not like so you're not so just to be clear you're not obsessed with watches you're not into the specs of watches you don't like learning about watches 
You just like if they look pretty or not. Yes, exactly. But you don't like spending Aesthetic. money on watches either. I don't. Okay. So <laughs> you like buying watches, you said what, four fifty I have. Four fifty is your limit? Yeah. I mean I have. How much when is I was your younger. Apple Watch? <laughs> exactly. I rest my case. No comment. Well Okay. So, anyway, well, thank you so much for coming on. Our son's actually out there playing his tablet. We weren't supposed to take that long recording this, but, yeah, uh, yeah we did a video, audio for video, so go check that out. Hopefully, we have some B-roll. Again, my wife does not come out in the video. Yes. Not yet. <laughs> she doesn't like that, but at least you did the audio. Right. Wow. And uh, this is so cool. All right, cool. All right, thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, go go support me on YouTube. Uh, I hope you guys saw my collaboration with uh, Teddy Baldassar. Yes, please. Yeah, we did a collaboration <laughs> with Teddy Baldassar uh, on our my most worn watch of uh, 2022. That was super cool. Got a shout out by uh, Andrew Morgan from the Watchfinder channel as one of the uh, channels to watch if you're a watch enthusiast. So we're definitely getting a lot of kudos and a lot of love from the community, and we we appreciate that. Or I appreciate that. So uh, yeah. Until next time. Thank you so much to my wifey. All right. All right. Well, I'll let her sign off. So uh, subscribe, like, leave a comment, you know, all those things. But until next time, stay humble.